Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! up time travelers welcome back to the time machine podcast with merry little me becca stogner <laughs> and jolly old saint hunter martin <laughs> <laughs> happy december at the time it's recording sec first first it's the first it's the first of december it it doesn't feel like december it doesn't feel like december again yeah it feels like it was just december um Spotify raps came, came out, out today. today. Yes. Anything you'd like to share? Are you putting me on the spot because my top song is <laughs> embarrassing? I was just, I was like, hey. So I think like New Year's Day and the day after, for some reason, I got hyper fixated on the song It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. And I played it on repeat a lot and I didn't think anything of it. Lo and behold, my number one song of 2021 was It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. No, it sneaks up on you. You're like, I listened to that song that many times. No. Well, my um on my top 100 my playlist, I have two songs from another Cinderella story soundtrack. I have a Selena Gomez in the scene yeah. song. I've got a couple of songs from Metamorphosis by Hilary Duff. Yeah. Also, in interesting notes, I think we'll talk about this again when we do our little year-end special for the Time Machine, but we had 11 people in the universe one of them was me, that their top podcast was The Time Machine. So thank you to ever yeah, thank you to everyone who's been listening. And if it if it appeared on your Spotify rap, kudos to you and to us, and I to guess. Us. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. Speaking of Time Machine and Spotify Wrapped, my number one artist of the year was Was it Demi Lovato? No, thank goodness. <laughs> it was Miley Cyrus. Nice. <laughs> it's because that Plastic Hearts album, man. Yeah. It was a game changer. It was a game changer. She was my top artist. I was this. Haley Williams was my top artist again to the shock of absolutely no one, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very <laughs> on brand. Yeah. Well, do you know what's on brand for this podcast? A good old Disney 411. Yeah, All right. <laughs> Well, let's keep it with the theme of music. The Grammy nominations came out recently, and some Disney stars made the list. Miley some, did not. And some did not, and I'm referring to Miley. But let's get into the people who were nominated. To no surprise, Olivia Rodrigo was nominated for not one, not two, but... Seven, wasn't it? Uh, one, two, one, two, three, four, six. Six, okay. Best song, best new artist, best record, best music video, best pop vocal album, and best solo performance. Not surprised. Selena Gomez made the list. Best Latin pop album. Interesting. And my friend was like, well, because, <laughs> okay, so now that we got, also Demi Lovato's, a Demi Lovato song was nominated, but I don't think the award would be given to them. No, it was like a best remix. So I think so it would be we'll the person the who re- remixed to the song. But still. I know. Demi on the list. And none for Miley Cyrus. Not for Plastic Hearts, which is a real bummer. 
it will the album trended on Twitter after the Grammy nominations came out. And all like the snub list, her name was on everyone. I'm sure. Because it, it was just like, this was like her best. I said, well, this just tear that like the Grammys don't take Miley Cyrus seriously. No. Like, they, she's been nominated once for bangers. And I feel like this is like the. I album. know. Like, you, how are you going to nominate bang? Not that bangers isn't great, but how would you nominate bangers and not. I would just say, if you're going to. Plastic cards. Yeah, I would say bangers is equivalent to plastic cards in um, quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What does Miley gotta do? Make a rock album? Oh wait, she did. She did. What does she have to do? Sing her heart out? Oh wait, she did. She did. It's okay. She's winning. She is on the Forbes thirty under thirty tenth year anniversary issue or something. Yeah, she's fine. She's one of two musicians on the list. It's her. She and said she said that her favorite set list that she did was Music Midtown in Atlanta. And we went to we that one. At. It was great. It was great. All right. So is there any more thoughts on the Grammys? I you... like to think about the Grammys as little as possible, generally. Right. <laughs> well, now. Um, Olivia Rodrigo is the most Disney Channel star that's been nominated for a Grammy. I'm not counting Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. I'm not counting them. Right. Um, someone tweeted, Olivia Rodrigo is the first uh, first person from the High School Musical franchise to be a Grammy-nominated artist. <sighs> I said, Vanessa Hudgens tried with Sneaker Night, but to no avail. Corbin Blue put Deal With It out into the ether. You know what else was on my 2021, my rap playlist, was Deal With It what? by Corbin Blue, and It's My Turn Now by Kiki Palmer <gasps> from the Jump Kiki In soundtrack. <laughs> Dang, there's there's so many Disney artists that should have been nominated. But anyway, so now Miley and Selena Gomez are tied with the mo- with one Grammy nomination. Oh, that 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 is not correct. It doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't sit right with me. I'm I'm standing up because it doesn't sit right. All right, that's the clo- that's that story of the Grammys. Do you want to talk more about Miley? I have another sure. new story about Miley. What about Miley? All right, Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson to host New Year's Eve special for NBC. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be called Miley's New Year's Eve Party, hosted by Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson. It promises a star-studded lineup of special guests and musical performances from Miami. And it's executive produced by Lauren Michaels. So this is just kind of, I think, one of the stories we did a couple months ago, uh, Miley Cyrus... uh, she booked like an overall deal with NBC Universal, so I think it's just one of those things that she's doing. Pete Davidson, I think, is a random choice to co-host. Well, he's hot in the news again because he's, he's the news. dating Kim K. Right. But which that does not make any sense to no. me. It's like two plus two equals sock. <laughs> <laughs> make it make it make sense. I can't. No, but I love when Miley Cyrus just to get... I think Miley, as much as she loves singing, she loves talking. Well, we know that. We know. So <laughs> I, I'm i excited. I mean, I usually don't watch anything on New Year's Eve because I'm doing something. I'm, I'm probably going to be working. Yeah, New Year's Eve is on a Friday night this year, so I will for sure be making drinks. Yeah, so I'll, I'm sure I'll catch a clip or something. Um, But any... Yeah, so... 
look forward to that. If you have any New Year's plans or need something to do, Miley Cyrus is there for you, babe. All right. Next up, in very exciting news... Raven Baxter may see the future, but when Raven's home returns for its fifth season on Disney Channel, it's the psychic's past that comes back to haunt her. Adrian Bailon is set to recur in season five, reprising the role of Raven's high school bully, Alana, from That's So Raven. What's more, Alana is now the principal of Bayside, where Booker enrolls after he and Raven move back to San Francisco and care for her father. Adrian goes on to say, I've always been hopeful about playing Alana again, so be able to make it happen was a dream come true. I always love working with Raven. We did it first on the Cheater Girls movie when I was 19, and now I'm 38. So we've stayed friends for almost 20 years. We laughed at the fact that we're playing the high school student. We were playing the high school students, and now we're playing the parents. It's so bizarre. Raven in these pics that they have released looks so gay. <laughs> like she got the shaved sides. She had on like these baggy pants, like tucked into combat boots. I mean, she looks great. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah. to see how this turns out well and she said to recurse it's not just a one-time thing now that she's the principal i just cannot get past in my mind how they're going to explain where the rest of raven's family goes aka yeah. her daughter yeah and where tanya is and where Corey is yeah this is kind of like this is like turning into the reboot of the reboot i know it's like what it's i don't want to say it's what they should have done but it might be it's like what because we won't have chelsea we wanted we wanted chelsea but now, like, we're getting what, what usual reboots are, where it takes place in the same town. Yeah. And the people that were students are now the teachers. So now it's like, I'm excited. I, I definitely will, like, watch a clip of that episode. I mean, we're going to watch the first episode regardless, so we can come on yeah. here and review it. But just to solve the mystery of how they're going to ride out Raven's family. Well, I very well could keep up with the season. Like, who knows? <laughs> All right. At this rate, I mean, if Stanley comes back, then I'm like, maybe. <laughs> you love Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. He's not my favorite. I feel like you make so many Stanley references. I made it that one time, but I'm excited. I'm excited. These pictures look cool. I mean, it's just Adrian, Bylon, and Raven together. So yeah. But it's cool. I would have never thought they would think to bring back Alana. I know. I think it helps that her and Raven stayed close friends. So I'm sure when Raven found out what season five was going to be, she was like, oh, well, this gives me... It just makes more sense for the characters to appear on the show now that it's back I know. In now I want to know how they both reacted when they found out they were on the same season of The Masked Singer. <laughs> I know. Maybe we'll get that behind the scenes. Maybe. Hmm. Well... All right. The last proper news story is just kind of a congratulations. Lindsay Lohan is engaged. What? Yes. She got engaged uh, a couple days ago to fiance Bader, Bader Shamas. So All right. She posted on her Instagram and the caption said, my love, my life, my heart is full. And so I think the Lohanaissance is upon us, everyone. She's coming back. Don't we have the the Corbin Blue Monique Coleman Christmas movie out here soon? I think I think it comes out this weekend. Ooh. Yeah. And then Lindsay's Christmas movie is is next year. Next but. year. Next year. Uh well, so congratulations, Lindsay Lohan. Those are like the proper news things that came out. But I also have some reviews. So I watched the Jonas Brothers Family Roast. Oh, yes, you did. And, oof. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it was too long because How long by was the, it? Huh? How long is it? Like an hour and a half. Oh, geez. <laughs> but it was just like, they kept making the same jokes after a while. Yeah, I'm sure. It was always Kevin is unimportant and Nick is full of himself. Those were all the jokes by the end. And then Kevin, Nick, and Joe got up individually and roasted everyone else. And and then, like, every joke was, well, Nick's the one who broke up the band, so you better be careful. It was just kind of got repetitive. Yeah. It was An hour and a half? I don't think roasts are usually that long. It was was around that long. Phew. So, but, I mean, it didn't change my life. I don't think it would have changed my life if I didn't watch it. They did have a Camp Rock reference at the very nice. beginning where they put on the Camp Rock costumes and they recreated the sets. That was that was funny, I guess. But like there were jokes about the purity. Do you think that's me. why he was walk Joe was walking through the streets with his hair all straightened on TikTok a couple months ago? Maybe. It may have been. But like they made jokes about the purity rings and stuff like that. And it was just like it was like what you would think they would make yeah. jokes about. I, I'm sure. I don't. I don't expect groundbreaking entertainment from the Jonas Brothers family roast. Nah. Come on well, now. It's okay. But that's all the Disney Forum one I got for you. All right. We had a lot well, to catch up on. We did, and because we're transitioning from our Thanksgiving roast into our month of Mary this December, I really thought that transition was going to get a bigger reaction from you. I thought it was a good one. Um, oh, it was a good one. Here- <laughs> Yay, yay, no, I love you your transition, yay. That's uh, fine. Um, <laughs> so all throughout the first part of December, before we get into the holidays, we are going to be covering some Disney Channel episodes in our month of Mary, starting with, with? Even Steven. Yes, Even Steven's Heck of a Hanukkah aired December 1st, 2000. And like Becca said, this is the oh, first. That's oh, that's ancient 21 oh, wait becca this is december 1st it's 21 years old today 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 oh years old. my gosh when i watched it today. last night it was still 20 oh uh, but yeah like becca said this is the start of our month of mary and we're kicking kicking it off with even steven's heck of a hanukkah so this is the second even steven's episode we've covered and what was just your overall thoughts about it when you watched it this is the first like i think normal even steven's episode i've watched well, the only other one i know i've seen all the way through was the musical one well normal that there's a ghost i mean a normal and that like it's not a musical episode i guess yeah but yeah. i really i really enjoyed it yeah i so i had growing up the i have it here somewhere maybe I, next time we record i can show it i had the disney channel holiday dvd and it had this episode on it. It had like a multiple, multiple episodes of different shows, holidays. It had Raven, Liz McGuire, even Stevens, whatever. And so I remember this episode very vividly because this was on it. So basically the plot is Lewis, it's Hanukkah, and he wants to look for his Hanukkah presents. And lo and behold, he finds them and he ruin he ruins them. He throws them out the window by accident. And he just feels like he his family's better off without him. And in the spirit of the holidays, his ancient <laughs> Bubby Rose. Bubby Rose. Bubby, Bubby Rose. Rose. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Bubby Rose looked like a much younger actress in some terrible prosthetics. 
and you are correct. I knew it! So Bubby Rose is played by Donna Pascal, who plays the mom in Even Stevens. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's funny. So yeah, Louis, it's, this episode is very, it's basically, it's a wonderful life. So Louis yeah. finds out it what his like family- It's like a little bit of a wonderful life with a little bit of like a Christmas Carol yeah. motif of like the yeah. ghost of the holiday spirit is taking you on a journey. Yeah, and so Louis finds out what his what his family would be like if he wasn't around. And so, yeah, I mean, I, me and my sister, one, when we grew up, thought whenever Lewis would scream, we thought that was like peak comedy. <laughs> and when she would be like, I'm, we're cutting, we're cutting to the end or like to the middle, but when Bubby Rose appears, who's like his great, 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 great grandmother. And he's like, it's your Bubby Rose. And he's like, my booby what? <laughs> He and gets away with saying booby about as many times as your average Nickelodeon episode used well, to. Well, it's because you're not talking about a booby. You're talking about a bubby, a bubby rose. But he called her booby. Like at one point, he was like, nice going, booby. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you like, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. So the episode opens with Ren coming into her room and she's like, something's out of whack. And she opens the door and Lewis is hanging from her. From her closet, trying He's to find like, the trying to find the Hanukkah presents, I guess, in the ceiling. And when this episode started, I think the first line is um, Lewis up on the ceiling being like saying something and it's muffled. And that was the first yeah. line. So I turned my volume like way, way up. And I was like, why is it so quiet? <laughs> and then as soon as he fell and it was like, oh, and it was like <laughs> so freaking loud. And he has that helmet with the two flashlights on them. Yeah. So growing up, did you ever scour the house to find your Christmas presents or holiday yeah, presents? Yeah, because I always knew where they were. Where Where were your parents' hiding space? Um, usually my mom would hide. My dad is a lot better at hiding things. My mom would always just put things unwrapped in the closet. So I would just look in the closet and be like, same, mm-hmm. <laughs> same. She would always put it behind the door. Mm. There was one year that it was in our basement bathroom, and so there was a key that was above uh, like the the um the door frame there was yeah. a key, like on top of the door frame so you really had to reach for it and i unlocked it and i found all of our presents on <gasps> like in the bathroom oh were they My wrapped li- or unwrapped they were like in bags but okay. they were, they were like in the shopping bags but they weren't wrapped oh in. gotcha but my little sister there, it's one thing where she kind of did what lewis did where it's one thing where you like find them you see what you got and then you just leave my sister would like my little sister, when she was little, would find the hiding places and just like pick things out and take them back to her room. And one time my mom like walked in. She's like, what are you playing with? And my sister was like, I found it. (laughs) (laughs) There was one Christmas. My mom can no longer receive gifts that are just in like in open bags with like tissue paper. And we found out because one Christmas, my dad like went to hand her a gift that was in a bag and she just went, it's a travel mug. He was like, (laughs) like like she had already looked at all the open bags and like peeked in them. And he was so mad. It's a travel mug. So Lewis goes downstairs. Well, first, Lewis leaves um, Ren's room and like wrecks it. And... Yeah, he's like tripping over everything and like knocking, like he <laughs> knocks over her soda. She's like, my soda, my books, <laughs> my board. And he goes, me, me, me. That's all I ever hear about. <laughs> and then he, and so he's wrecking Ren's room and then he goes into Donnie's room 
and Donnie's like the big sports guy and he's like help me from red and then Donnie's like y'all are always fighting or something like that and then when Lewis tries to leave he knocks over all of Donnie's trophies this is just trying to this is just setting up the mayhem that Lewis causes his family and so he goes to the basement and he's because he wants to find the the Hanukkah presents and he turns into like one of those like robots where it senses everything and he finds them in a in a in a chest right i okay was was that like supposed to be his brain looking for the presents or was that his advanced okay because i was like where did he get this advanced technology no it was just like his brain where (laughs) okay (laughs) i didn't pick up on that no yeah and so while lewis goes through the presents it cuts to the family upstairs talking about the the um history of hanukkah and if i'm i'm not jewish so watching the this episode and other episodes of children's tv shows where they would celebrate hanukkah that's how i learned what hanukkah was yeah so i would i this is a major this episode was majorly how i learned about what hanukkah was this is a very like nice surface level yeah thing the way the, the cow apron that the dad is in this whole episode is a drip. I love that fit. That it, he, I think he wears that every episode. Really? Because I mean, it must be the first I've noticed. It's very vivid. I like love it. T- every time he's in the kitchen, he wears that. I love it. it. Fit king. But yeah, I, I think this is very like a good simple way to kind of give you this the the spark note version of why people celebrate Hanukkah. Yeah. And I love how Ren was just like, Mom, you've never, you haven't told the Hanukkah story since we were kids. Why don't you tell it? <laughs> You're like, so there was like 10 years where she didn't, she didn't just mention it. I used to all. always harass my mom for like the story of how I was born or like the, right. like certain stories. So of course I get it. Um, but while they're telling the story, Lewis has all the presents in his hand, like, making his way back to his bedroom and mistake number one lewis made was he didn't he grabbed everyone's presents yeah maybe because they were all wrapped we didn't know which one was his but i know when my mom and dad or whoever would hide the presents, they would already be marked on and oh no i didn't have that problem well you're (laughs) an only child i have two two sisters and a brother but even so we all have so different interests i could if it was right. unwrapped, I can tell. I'm like, oh, well, obviously my brother's not going to get this DVD. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get these cleats. <laughs> um, so he goes upstairs and he tries to find, he's going through them all, but then he hears his parents come and he like sticks things out the window and has them all with a bed sheet. Which is a horrible idea. He panicked. I know, I- but like under the bed... He had so much stuff. There was no way he could cram out the window. Like out the Lewis, window. because they want him to come downstairs to hear the Hanukkah story. But Lewis is very much like, oh, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> Just go on without me. You're like, okay, okay. And then everything falls down. And then Lewis says, "It's not my fault. We live in a second-story <laughs> house." And it was so funny. He goes, he goes, like, remember, Donnie? I always said I like ranch style. <laughs> And everyone is devastated. Devastated. Yeah. I was surprised how much I was like laughing during this episode. The way the the mom at one point was like, "Oh no, we found a present." 
methods! And the way that she said it was so silly. I know, and I know. I know, I, yeah, she goes, oh no. Like, very much, oh no, our table. <laughs> oh no, our presents, <laughs> it's broken. Basically. Yeah. And then Rand looks out the window and goes, I make good grades, I'm really nice to my parents. I call my grandparents once a month. Why do I have a brother like him? Once a month. She said she calls her grandparents once a once week. A week. Once which, a week. how? I mean, I can call my grandfather once a year and we'll be on the phone for a minute and a half before one of us is like, well, <laughs> when you're well. just out of shit to say. <laughs> it happens every time. Uh, different strokes for different folks. And then they basically get on to Lewis and they're like, All right, is this how you're going to act when our parents, when... The dad goes, when my cousins come for when we celebrate Christmas. And Luz goes, eh, are they going to bring presents? <laughs> greedy, greedy, greedy. I know. Like, don't you already get like eight gifts for Hanukkah plus Christmas uh-huh. presents? That's a lot. I mean, I'm sure that Hanukkah gifts are like smaller. Yeah. Like maybe like a shirt. One yeah, day. depending like, on the know. family. Yeah. So he gets grounded for Hanukkah. I will just say even Stevens has really great parents when very good disciplinary like the mom was very a good disciplinarian i think like you know what i mean yeah like very like the mom was like stop it <laughs> oh no <laughs> because because lewis was like lewis is me as a kid and me now when he just like made a stupid joke he was like yeah. oh are they gonna bring presents he's like guys i'm just trying to lighten the mood sorry it's i know like, like i would always say something sassy right before i would get punished and they'd be like what and then yeah. i get punished see more it'd be funny i, like, I would Dang. always i would always say something sassy or like stupid funny if i would like get in trouble yeah and my parents would laugh and then my brother would say something or my siblings and my parents would be like stop it right now and, like, <laughs> and they'd be like oh if hunter said that everyone would laugh and my brother would sit yell that and i'd be like well because i have the charm and wit that you lacked <laughs> I, I always say that. dang just true I'm just kidding so then lewis just does a very it's a wonderful life saying you know what this whole family would be better off if i wasn't born and that's when bobby rose and oh, bobby rose enters the building bobby rose bobby rose what do you think of bobby rose she was fine she was fine she's not in that much of the episode like she's here for like a couple minutes and then she like takes Lewis to the other life where he doesn't exist and guides him through it for like five minutes where he, like they can't see him and then she exits and they can see him and that's never like explained. Yeah. But so I've never were... seen It's a Wonderful Life so I don't know if something similar to that happened. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life is just the basic you don't think you matter. And I mean, I know, to... I know the premise. I just don't know the like specifics i mean i i think there is like an angel that appears and just shows him how his life is different i know that annoying line of a little girl going look daddy every (laughs) time a bell rings an angel gets his way the one last time i watched this wonderful life i fell asleep so i really haven't seen all the way through makes sense so lewis well a funny line is lewis goes well i ruined hanukkah and bobby was like over 800 years? Do you think just a couple of presents is going to make you ruin Hanukkah? <laughs> She's like, okay, look at the ego on that boy. <laughs> well, she also says she has 7,000 grandchildren. 
I mean, that must just be like across all the generations, yeah. right? Like not like that she popped out like. No, it's like <laughs> great, 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 great children. Imagine so, if you had a thousand kids and then they all had seven kids. And none of them would turn my calls. <laughs> so then Bobby Rose gets to give Lewis the wish of what his life would be like or what his family's life would be like if he didn't exist. And instead of Lewis, we have Curtis. Curtis. And so Lewis goes into the house and everything seems normal. Like nothing too different about Ren and Donnie and the parents. But then, so Lewis is a ghost. And yeah, they can't see, see him. You don't see him. So at first. Re- at first. So Ren goes upstairs and immediately Ren's room is different. And she has like a bike. So Ren, Ren goes upstairs. Well, before that happens, they have like, um, Curtis comes into the kitchen, the little brother that replaced Lewis. Yeah. Which this is an interesting theory because I've always had the thought and I used to try to express this to my parents as a kid and they would be like, no, and just like never hear me out. But I always thought that like if your specific parents didn't have you, that your like soul, the person that you are, could have just been born to another family. Uh, I don't know. Cause I, don't I know, know. I don't know. But I mean, if we're gonna get like very scientific about it, there's like <laughs> I know like, that D there's DNA involved. It's a thought that I had when I was like eight, so it's not very refined. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I don't know. This just made me think about that again. Yeah. But Curtis comes into the kitchen and he's like, Oh, the school named me best student of all time ever. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, Oh, and they hug him. He's Curtis is basically Ren and Donnie combined. Mm-hmm. He's very the opposite of Lewis. And if you notice at the beginning of the episode, you see the family portrait of Lewis with his family and everyone's yeah. smiling. And Lewis mm-hmm. obviously has the Hawaiian t-shirt on, but everyone else is like very in like nice clothes. So then when we go to the alternate reality where Lewis is never born, the family portrait has Curtis in it. And everyone's dressed in nice clothes, but Curtis is the only one smiling and everyone has kind of a stoned face. I don't know if you noticed that. That's kind of like yeah. a, a little... I did notice that um, in the other family portrait that literally everybody looked unhappy. Yeah. So then Ren goes upstairs and still you don't think anything's changed that much. But then you see Ren's room and it's like decked out and like kind of biker chick. And Ren is the biker chick. Did you see what the back of her jacket said? No. Well, she throws open the window and her motorcycle boyfriend is outside like revving the bike. And she's like, spider, you're a dirty, rotten dirt. I have such a hot boyfriend. The back of her leather jacket says spider's girl, I think. Or something like that. And she's wearing and she has braces on. Yeah, it's terrible. And then Lewis is sitting on the bed like Ren's a wild child. I know, and like also the the ghost effect of Lewis trying to get in her room. Yeah, like sticking his hand through the like yeah. neon green. Yeah, it's 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 very two thousands. Very two thousands. Very funny. And then we see so Ren is like about to like go through the window to go downstairs to meet her boyfriend Spider, which looks forty years old. And then Donnie comes in, and Donnie's a nerd. Donnie's a nerd that has no his, self-confidence. His only trophy is his first grade spelling bee trophy. Yeah. And he just frequently spells ride 
Right, R-I-D. He goes R-I-D silent E. Which, yeah. that's Rid. Maybe it's Rid. <laughs> no, because she asked him to spell ride. I don't know. But Maybe the E isn't silent, because if the E is silent, it would yeah, just be Yeah, no, rid. it doesn't make sense. Because I was watching him, I'm like, that's not right. But that's the only trophy he has, so every time he gets yeah, scared or something. Both, they're both miserable, clearly, and because they're not the perfect child, uh, Curtis is. Yeah. And so then Bobby Rose. Oh, wait, did we talked about when Bobby Rose like enters and shows w- before Lewis finds out that Ren and Donnie are very different. She appears. He goes, well, you just showed me that my family's life is way better without me. Yeah. Thank you, booby. Yeah. Best line reading of all time. Thank you, booby. Thank you, booby. Um, so then Curtis comes in while Donnie and... Well, all Donnie of a sudden, Ren... like in that moment before Curtis comes in, Ren and Donnie can suddenly see Lewis. No, no. That... So what happens is Bobby well, they're Rose... T- they're talking to him before... I don't, I don't know how it happened. I just knew that they were talking to him before Curtis came into their room. Well, Bobby Rose comes in and kisses Lewis on the, on the head. And Lewis doesn't see it. So now he's like mm, visible. That's what it was. Okay. He's visible to everyone. And while Curtis is like yelling at Donnie and Ren because no one should be talking in the house while he's studying. But they're like, you're always studying. <laughs> right. So there's never and, any noise yeah. in the house. And he's like, so you should always be quiet. <laughs> the twist of Curtis being a huge like asshole was really yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So then all of a sudden Lewis is visible. And they're like, who is he? You know, no one should be here when I'm studying. And so Curtis leaves. He's like, get him out of here. So Donnie and Ren are like, one, they never question how someone got into Ren's room. No, they have. They don't question it at all. They just question who is this person. <laughs> you need to go back and say, how did you get in my room? And you're sitting right beside me. <laughs> what, I are you, what I have no recollection of you coming into our house saying hello, walking up the <laughs> stairs, knocking on my door, opening up the door. And he says his name is Louis Stevasaurus, and he's a foreign exchange student from Pennsylvania. And if that's not the Disney Channel, I'm a foreign exchange student from Canada. I know. What are we talking about? So then, what is it? This is just kind of Louis kind of realizing that maybe his uh, life isn't that, that terrible because Curtis is really a jerk yeah and i think lewis is like oh well ren and donnie like each other i wish they they, like they that. say something about how they're like you never like oh yeah you don't know what it's like to have your sibling do everything perfectly and you don't he's like actually i do actually i do and he starts talking about he's like what are you guys good qualities and they say we don't have any good qualities oh, yeah. <laughs> and then ren's Same. good quality is that she can spit really far yeah, and then Donnie's is R.I.D. Silent E. Yeah, he's like, "That's good, that's good." So and they th- bring, they bring Lewis into the kitchen. Yeah, and well, first, at first, they're like, "Why isn't Curtis helping at all?" Yeah, and the parents are like, "You know, Curtis is the best person in the entire world. He needs all the space he can get." And that's when so Lewis they bring walks in. So they bring Lewis into the kitchen and like introduce him, and Lewis asks if he can help. And the mom's like, I was just about to put this chicken in the oven. And Butterfingers Lewis, like, <laughs> drops the chicken almost and they catch it. And then this bizarre sequence <laughs> happens where they're all, like, 
cackling laughing over him dropping the chicken and the mom says we haven't laughed this hard in ever yeah Um, i think it's because in this reality everyone has to be perfect otherwise curtis will yell at them so when someone drops it and they're all just like oh can we laugh is that okay is someone gonna get mad and then they laugh so that's why the mom just goes yeah and then then Lewis just starts taking the turkey or the chicken and uh, like dances with it. He puts it on his head and these people are laughing. Like I have never seen a comedy routine kill this hard <laughs> as this little boy <laughs> with this chicken. <laughs> they start conga dancing around the living room. And Ren goes, I wish you were my brother. Oh, and while they're having a great time, Curtis sees everyone having a great time without him. So the dad has some Hanukkah money saved in one of the cabinets in the living room. So Curtis takes that Hanukkah money and puts it in Lewis's jacket that he took off and he plants it on him. And then Curtis comes in the room while everyone's loving life. Lewis has a turkey on his head, pulling a Monica Geller chicken on her head. And then Curtis is like, um, everyone pay attention. The Hanukkah money is missing. Like, well, I don't know where it is. It, I've been, it's been here the entire time. And then Curtis points to Lewis's jacket. And that's when things go south for Lewis. Yeah. The oh, wait, wait. I, 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 like I wait. A... Wait, pause. I have to mention this one part where Rin asks if Lewis can stay for dinner. And the mom's like, well, sure. You can stay for Hanukkah dinner, but won't your family want to have you ever and Lucy goes well I don't have a family and they all go oh no (laughs) he's like oh well I don't have a family that celebrates uh dinner (laughs) celebrates dinner anyway sorry I just had to they so the whole family starts like interrogating Lewis and they're all like encircling him and it's like got weird angular shots on all of them to make them scary which in that moment he accidentally slips up and calls them his family. And the dad is like, you dance with our chicken one time and suddenly you're our family. I mean, stranger things have happened. Which this keeps going on for a while and it doesn't look like Lewis is going to find a way out of it until I guess in a classic even Stevens moment, he opens his mouth and screams. (laughs) Yes. And then suddenly he's just having a bad dream in his bed, fully clothed. Fully clothed. He in just said he had a nap. He had a nap. Oh, well, but at first he was, he was calling for Bubby Rose because he said, it's not funny anymore. I want my whole family back. And then he, he clicks his heel three times. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, it worked in that one movie. <laughs> they're like, you can't name the movie. Otherwise we'll have to pay them. And then, like you said, he screams and then it gets back to normal. And then the family realizes that they're just presents. Yeah. They Hanukkah. feel remorseful. Lewis feels remorseful. They say Hanukkah wouldn't be any fun without him. Which is true. Yeah. I don't think I think he's the jokester. He's the jokester. It's a very it's a very nice resolution. It's very sweet. Yeah. And then it wasn't a dream because at the very end when they were playing Dreidel, who appears in the window? Bubby Rose. Bu- <laughs> Bubby Rose. And and Lewis looks at the family and goes, so how many days till Christmas? 
Well, no, Bubby Rose, this old woman comes oh, back. Yes, with, yes. Like yes. a shopping cart. And she's like, I found all these presents and I wanted to like, did y'all mean to throw these away? And all the, they're not broken anymore. Yeah. So Bubby and Rose then when they is turn around to thank her. She's disappeared. And then she appears in the window as her regular Bubby Rose self. Yeah. And Louis and is like, like wink. wink, wink, wink. Wink, Which wink, that wink. I was like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> There's it's canon. Even Stevens has magic. I guess it is. <laughs> it's canon, but only around Hanukkah. Only, you know, holidays bring the magic. Did the, the show universe. mention them being Jewish other times, or is this the only time? I don't think like hi, I'm Jewish type lines, right? But I think maybe like last names of like and like. Their uncle came to visit, and their last name was something like Jewish. Interesting. I don't think it, I don't think they really mentioned they were Jewish other than this episode. Interesting. But I think it's cool that this is like one of the first Disney Channel shows, and the the holiday episode they wanted to do was a Hanukkah episode. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think that's a cool. I'm just assuming the reason they want to do that is because I'm sure one of the creators is Jewish. I'm just throwing that out there, but I could be wrong. So so now that we kind of broke down the episode, I guess my question would be, I always wonder if I did a wonderful life, how my family's life would change. Right. Like, you know I guess I mean? my parents would just <laughs> be working still. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, like, my family, it would just be two sisters and a brother. My, I think I would, I think my family would lose all the, the, the culture. The, uh, it would all just, it would, they, they would all be the, they would all be the same. The wit, the umo. Because my, I feel like <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't want to, like, be like, I'm the best thing ever. But I just, I've, I have very different interests than a lot of other people in my family, you know? yeah. So I think I, without that, they would they... just based on what I have seen, you are like a shining star in your family. <laughs> I'm not a shining star. I'm like a shining star in like a row full of like For those of you who don't know Tiger Tales. I'm which I'm sure is everyone. Hunter makes a video for his family every year. Not the plugs, not the Martin Family Christmas. I'm not gonna tell them where they can find it because they can't. Oh yeah. But I have seen them all because I'm you a big seen them fan. All. Um, they're called a Martin family Christmas and he makes these videos every year and dresses up as people from his family and every year they get better. The special effects budget improves. I know it, it varies. It the depends fir- on the how- first one is such a classic though. It depends on how much time I have. I know. But I yeah, still I think guess- the first one is my favorite. <laughs> the first one. Cause it's just so awkward. It's so funny. Um, no, but I'm saying like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, I'm the best thing there ever that's not what i'm saying no i'm saying i'm wondering what my family's life would be like if there wasn't someone in their family that was had very different interests in everyone yeah i bet it would be similar to this where it's just not you know it's just not the maybe. same. maybe or maybe there's what would be the opposite of hunter uh your other brother <laughs> <laughs> just me too my brothers nah uh so what is your overall feeling about this episode? Do you think this is a good Christmas holiday episode? Well, not Christmas holiday episode. It's a good holiday episode. Yeah, it's good. It's different, but it still like kind of encapsulates the same feel. You obviously have the wonderful life motif, which is like mm-hmm. a staple. You have a little bit of that Christmas carol staple as well. Yeah, and you have also the good like, the good feelings and the togetherness. So it's like all the all the necessary ingredients. Yeah, I also do appreciate when 
uh, a Hollywood episode has like a little magic that usually other episodes don't have. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's the whole point. A little wink and a nod. A little wink and a nod to the <laughs> holiday spirit. I, I, I enjoy that. So I think since it is the month of Mary, we should rate these episodes like we always do with themed episodes. So I think, how, what should we call them? Out of five. Okay, if we can rate this episode since the month of Mary's one out of five presents. I'll give this one a four out of five presents. Really? It, it was enjoyable. It was a good time. Okay. The presents did get broken. I think that's where it loses. <laughs> <laughs> but they got back at the end. Yeah. I'm going to give this a five out of five presents. Ooh. I think that I love this episode as a kid. I love it now. I think well, yeah, Stevens... you have you have that nostalgia for yeah. it as well. I think even Stevens is very funny. I laughed. I think the Bubby Rose thing, the the Bubby Rose thing, the bit of the Bubby Booby Rose, Bubby Booby Rose, <laughs> Bubby Booby Rose is so funny to me. So yeah, I think this episode of Month of Mary, even Stevens' heck of a Hanukkah, starting off strong with me with five out of five. Nice. Yeah. So. Becca, what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? My Disney Channel lesson is that if you're going to sneak and try to look at presents, for the love of God, do not put them all in a bedsheet and then dangle the bedsheet out of the second story window. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> that is a very good... Do not do that. <laughs> um, I think my Disney Channel lesson is if you're writing a character that's in an alternate universe to gain confidence, they have uh, a word that they spelled right in the spelling bee. Make sure it's clear to the audience that it's that it's rid and not ride. <laughs> Otherwise we're confused every time Donnie goes R-I-D silent E. I just thought his brain was broken and I accepted it that way. Maybe, but, but they do say ride, spell ride. They do. They, they, I don't know. Well, Becca, if people want to see what your life would be like if you didn't exist, <laughs> where can what? they find you? I don't know. Uh, you can find me very much existing <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Becca Stogner, for my Robin Williams reviews. And I did the museum review this week. Ooh. which is just me ranting and raving about how much I love that movie. <laughs> I have not seen the movie in a long it's time. so good. The tire popping scene is one of the funniest scenes in like cinema history for me. It's time, so funny. The next time we're together, like in your apartment, we'll watch it. Cause I haven't seen okay. it a long time. <laughs> um, and you can also <laughs> check out my other podcast, youth group survivor support group, YGSSG on all the socials. We are dropping our recording of our live episode on Wednesday, so December fun. 22nd as sort of like a holiday present. A holiday who be one? Because I don't want to work on it right now. So that gives me as much time as humanly possible. I love Why it. are you holding up your music midtown wristband? Because I'm still getting in on the memories. Because I still have it. I mean, I have mine pinned on my bulletin board. All right. If you want to see where I very much exist, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter, H Cameron Martin. And if you want to follow everything about this podcast, stay up to date. We're on all the social medias Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you type in at Time Machine Podcast, we'll come up. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us a review. 
rate review us dm us we love to hear from you we love talking to you guys um because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as of as we have making it so that's the first entry in the month of mary's getting into the holiday spirit we're gonna be getting into the real holiday spirit next week Ooh, if you okay if you could give one word of what episode we're covering next week one word pop okay i'm gonna say for the true fans if you get this one candy that's all i'm gonna say okay yeah because i've never seen this episode before so i don't know that much about it well candy's a good a, a good a good hint oh you're right it is that's all i'm gonna say all right well okay. until next time we will see you later time travelers okay your seatbelts or else you'll fall out of santa's sleigh Ha 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 ha!